And now everybody's talking about the show in town. Arts Underground, let's go underground. Hear about the happenings and brand new sounds. Arts Underground, let's go underground. Hear what's happening now. Check out everything that's going down. Everybody's talking about the show in town. Arts Underground, it's the Arts Underground. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Arts Underground. I'm your host, Katie Ganaway. This hour, giggles and a lesson in making simple sourdough bread starter ensue, bearing a bevy of fun baking ASMR for you. But first, on a lovely Friday morning in the spring, we visit the award-winning 2023 Downtown Huntsville New Project of the Year, The Baking Test. It's a welcoming, laid-back spot, accentuated with a color scheme of pink, yellow, and black art, furniture, merch, and a periodic table of baking elements. Guests of all ages indulge in a variety of sweet and savory baked goods, which you can instantly smell wafting through the air. Bagger box. The volume of customers is quite unpredictable at the baking test. Sometimes the shop is bustling with throngs of people eager to bite into a mound of cream cheese covered monkey bread. And other times there's enough room to catch your breath and delight in a rich, meticulously crafted yet simple chocolate chip groundbreaker cookie. Out of an abundance of caution, today's volunteer producer Jason and I meet owner Heidi Kaiser on a day the bakery is closed to get a lesson in sourdough from the head honcho herself. Everybody that starts today has to lint roll. Okay. Yeah. So that's Let's see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good sound effects. Oh, you're actually not too bad. I'm clean. I'm yeah. Clean. <laughs> okay. All right, you're good. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so what we're gonna do now is, I thought I just found it, but we're gonna look and basically I would make, when I started this business long, 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 long time ago, I made one loaf of sourdough and got into making that loaf of bread, really enjoyed making it, got it to where I could make eight, check mark, gonna sell these at farmer's markets. So, um, and that's sort of where you got your start is in the farmer's markets. Yes, yeah. absolutely, yep. I love farmer's markets. Talk about, I, I would love to hear the, the process of like moving that from the farmer's market to a brick and mortar shop. It was seven years in the making at farmer's markets in different locations, different cities. And I think it's a pretty classic story. You're tiny and you dream into doing something that seems romantic and ideal and you work really, really hard as a tiny, tiny little thing and there you go do it. Do you have an inspiration for who you know, really honestly, wanted you to get into baking? Um, no, not an inspiration. Um, more so, I mostly was just in my head a lot and really enjoyed baking. I had somebody that just really believed in this, which was my husband, Justin. And now that this is very difficult and truly in not a joking manner, it's, it's a very, very hard time for us right now. Um, the one joke I have in my life is just being mad at him for believing too much in this. <laughs> freaking business <laughs> yep so so we're doing sourdough you said yeah when we make our sourdough loaf of bread it is just essentially basic ingredients flour water salt and yeast and when we say yeast uh really yeast is the big player the one that gets all the credit it's the one that blows the bread up essentially makes it big because it releases the carbon dioxide it it is what causes your loaf to rise and have the airy uh fluffy interior when you are using sourdough the reason why people tend to like sourdough more than just a traditional commercial yeast made bread is you start to get more flavor because you're uh incorporating not just commercialized, isolated, enriched yeast, you're using a natural culture of microorganisms, which people sometimes call the Levon, or you can call it a starter. And your starter is a microbial community. And they all play a part in making a really delicious, beautiful loaf of bread. I grew up in a little bit of Cheyenne, Wyoming. Most of my uh, upbringing where I was quote unquote sentient was in Amarillo, Texas. You said sentient. Sentient. that? <laughs> where I could know that I was thinking. Right. <laughs> 
yeah, that was like a, a, a that was related to the baking like epiphany. Like, oh, this is what I want to do. But <laughs> no. I understand that. Yes. Okay. So yes, we will go. We're gonna go gather ingredients. All right. Right now, the starter is living in the fridge, which that alone is its own question. At many points in my life, I've made my sourdough bread with the starter. When you start to use it, having been cold, living in the fridge. This looks like straight up the freezer that you see in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> that was your true goal of coming here today, right? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to see the scary fridge. It's not yeah, scary. It's not scary for the record. is some starter okay. and we'll go that way that's the starter aka the yeast it's got yeast in other microorganisms so primarily saccharomyces cerevisiae is the yeast that's the, usually the main component of your um, starter is going to be some strain of that yeast and your uh, bacteria that gives everybody that sour taste they like is usually some form of lactobacillus usually. So we got our flour, we got our quote-unquote yeast, we're going to get our salt, which is here. We like to use uh, iodized salt. So what you and I are going to do is we're going to use that littler mixer and we're going to first add our water, then we're going to add our uh, starter, get that starter mixed around, warmed up a little bit, then we're going to dump in our flour and our salt, and then we're going to give it a good mix. And then as we mix it, we're going to watch the gluten development. We might want to let it rest a little bit, because if we overmix it, it comes what looks like quote-unquote sourdough soup, is what we call it. So it's a fine line of not under and not overmixing your dough. Let's do it. All right. Let's Why it. not? All right. Yeah. That is a gigantic bowl. <laughs> I'm trying to make things easy so that we don't have to go the thing back and forth many times. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna just give you direction, all right? Okay. You're gonna take that, and you're gonna put it on this smaller scale here. Okay. Okay, you're gonna press the red button. <laughs> Scooted barn. And you should be able to see, it says zero grams, exactly. And we want 900 grams right here of oh, starter. Wow. <laughs> uh, this is very cold. It's very, very cold yeah. and sticky. Oh my goodness. And so see how, see how cold it feels? It's so weird. It says in the temperature of the walk-in that the temperature is the same as a standard refrigerator that I use at home. Right. I don't understand this. This is some science I don't understand, but the starter still gets way colder in the walk-in than the standard fridge at home. So it went over. Yeah. So I need to take some back and put it in the box. Yeah, or Okay. Mm -hmm. Not always. Not with everything, but with right. the starter, yes. What are we? Nine hundred. Okay. And we probably so want to do it within five percent of that. So it's eight ninety four right here. Yeah. So that's good. fine. Yep. That's so within some. Blah. It's fine. Yep. That's all good. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and add. Since this is such a small amount right now, I want you to work with your hands first. Okay. You will be bringing yeast from your hands into this bread. Okay. And so this bread will have some of your yeast in it that will help make the the bread rise. Isn't that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to grab you another container. You stay here.
going to weigh in um, water. So we're going to get some kind of room temperature water. Fill this bowl with some water. Okay. Fill it about, let's see, how big of that bowl? I'm not decided. Okay, fill it about that full. And we'll do it with about room temperature water. Okay, so like half and half. Or so this is where it's confusing, and I don't yes. want to get into too much complication here. Okay. What I do like to do is to you temp your water, because mm -hmm. the temperature of your water, and then you temp your flour, and you temp your starter, and then you use an equation to get your desired dough temperature in the end after mixing. It helps you because it also puts into account that your mixer is going to add heat to your dough, and that will all affect the fermentation. We're not going to do that today because it will take a good amount of sitting down and math and whatnot. So when I ask you to go ahead and get something that's kind of room temperature-ish, I already know based on the current existing um, flower temperature and the weird variable of the super cold starter that this is going to be within reason, this kind of room temperature-ish water. Okay. okay, cool. All right, so what you're going to do now is here's your water, okay. and you're going to add 450 grams. Okay. So I can just go ahead and, and dump it. Okay. Which is essentially 450 mils. I poured in too much. <laughs> I poured in way too you, much. You did. Oh my goodness. Can I scoop it out? Or, scoop it? Or, not scoop it. Oh my god. Can I pour it out a little bit? <laughs> yes. Right here. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Can Have I you scoop scoop it out? Yes, but not like this. <laughs> this is. I don't know. There you go. You're getting close. Okay. I mean, I am staring at you, and it's our first time working together, so it might be a little bit uncomfortable. Now, uh, you can wear gloves for this. I'm going to show you without gloves, because that's how I do it. I encourage you not to wear gloves. Yeah. I've seen I'm, fi I'm fine. I'm totally fine going sticky. Okay. All right. Okay. So you're going to, well, then just go ahead. Yeah. You're going to go in there, and you're going to uh, squish, 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 squish. Sorry. And you really, you're basically trying to get this into a slurm. Okay, that's a word. Is that from Future Mama? Slurm? Slurm. Slurm factory? I can't I remember. Don't know. So here, I'll show you a little bit. Okay. So you're just really And this is the fun thing with, with having uh, more and more people that I'm training. What's fun is watching how they do things like this mm -hmm. because you weirdly can start to learn their personalities by how their hands work, mm -hmm. how, how much force they put into things, how messy they are. So you're not gently massaging it. You no, are wringing the life out of it. Wring the life out of it. <laughs> and after, slurm. the reason why you are doing this is you're trying to break it all up and incorporate as much water as possible. Okay. Okay. Now yeah. we're going to even break it up more. So. Okay. Punching it. Woo. Yeah. Okay. And it. just keep doing that until this becomes slurry. Yeah. I'm, I'm so afraid to punch it too hard. <laughs> like it's going to punch me back or something. I don't know. It's not going to punch you I back. <laughs> and the reason we're doing this right now is this is our, 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 yeah, and this is our starter. You see that it was essentially like a really stiff dough, a stiff cold dough from the fridge. Right. And the reason why we're squishing it with a bunch of water right now is that we're gonna put it in that bowl, we're gonna add the remaining amount of water, and then therefore this starter doesn't exist as one clump that gets mixed into the entire mass of flour and water. It's gonna distribute a lot easier. So we're essentially yeah, yeah. trying to like dissolve it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna grab us a bowl that we rinse our hands in. We're oh. not gonna go straight to the sink to rinse our hands because we will clog the sink. Yeah, that one works great. Okay. Because I'm gonna have you just bring that over to this mixer. So you can have Kind of dirty hands. Okay. Unless you want to rinse. <laughs> I can rinse. Okay. Or go on in the bowl, yeah.
mixer that we're going to put them in. So you can see we have two spiral mixers. One is huge. That's the newer one that we were able to get because of our Kickstarter. And this is the first spiral mixer I ever bought many, many, many years ago. It's actually very broken, but it still works. So that is going to go into that mixer. Yeah. <laughs> scraping the bowl with the back and front of my hand. And there's still more. Yeah, there See? you go. That helps a lot. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay. That's, <laughs> yep, that's the majority. What? Cool. All right, so now we're going to add the remaining amount of water for the entirety of the dough. And this bowl or that bowl? Well, definitely not that bowl because we already... We okay. will be adding it to there, but we got to measure it out first. Yeah. So we can put Doing that bowl... We can still use that. Let's okay. see, got nice uh, starter residual in there that will add to it. So we know this scale again, we can go to 8,000 grams. We want 40, mm -hmm. okay. we want 4,800 right now. This is our makeshift way of doing this. So we're gonna tear it out <clears throat> and then you can use this. So you'll just hold this over there mm -hmm. and then you'll turn on the faucet. Slow and steady. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna break. We're gonna break four thousand here. Uh, yeah. Or you can do it that way. That works too. <laughs> awesome. Over by four. Starting to learn your personality now. <laughs> Should I? You're good. Okay. Take that bowl and just dump it into that mixer. Okay. And when you do that, you don't have to be gentle or anything. You want the water to all go into the mixer bowl. Right, right. I, I, I'd say that just sometimes it can splash out. Yeah. But be careful uh, a rough pour is great. There you go. And now all we're right. going to add flour. And we're going to use this big old scale. Because now right. that more accurate scale is too low of a mass to be able to handle this. So we want... 73.50. 73.50. All right. So this is in kilograms, so it's going to be 7.35. 7.35. Okay. All right. This is pretty heavy. Would you like to try it, or do you want me to help? This is. I I can try it. Maybe. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. It's it's not a full bag of flour, so I think. I'm so weak. Oh my god. Let me cut it shorter for you. I'll try it this way. We'll see. I'm nervous. Okay. Ready. You got the. It, I think it's you're running into the bag being so big. Okay. It's it's sweet because like if this flower spill everywhere. Yeah. For you, you're very sweet. And you're like, let me catch that, and not make that mess. I'm like, that happens every three hours in my oh. life. <laughs> okay, I'm almost there. You're almost there. Okay. Man, we really set you up for success there. I did not mean that. That was just what was left over in our 50 pound bag. We're gonna add salt to this. Okay. And the iodized salt. Iodized salt, we're gonna add one. 180. Now all of these amounts of flour, water, salt, they're pretty standard for the most part. People like to change their salts a little bit that they put in sourdough. Yeah. A big, the biggest area of say contention or controversy is the percent hydration. A lot of sourdough bakers will talk about high hydration loaves. We make a high hydration loaf and that's just the percent of water in your flour. But that's also kind of a somewhat silly way to look about it because every type of flour, even if it's a brand or where they get the flour that, that year, is going to change how much water it can absorb. So when you're thinking about a high hydration dough, you're just basically trying to really add a lot of water until you can not really add any more water until it starts just crying water. So <clears throat> right now the amount of salt we are adding is pretty standard as far okay. as the percentage goes. I think it's about two to three percent and we're going to add 180 grams. So I'm dumping this out. All right, so you can go ahead and mass out now your 180 grams. Oh, there, there we go. go. Okay. So you can put that in the flour and then you're going to toss it around with your hands. I love the, the feeling of flour on your hands. Yeah. 
So this size of uh, dough that you're making is about one third of one batch of this mixer. One third. Yeah. This so, is huge. Yeah. Our mixer, the big one that we're trying to figure out how to use for the dough is what's called a one bag mixer. It uses a full 50 pound bag of flour. Oh. So you used about the third that was left over of our 50 pound bag. Mm -hmm. It's messy. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun in our bakery because we do so many different things that you get to feel like what it's like to be a bread baker versus a pastry baker or um, cookie maker. So you make a variety. What do you enjoy making like the most? Honestly, my favorite, favorite part of baking is being in a quiet, very quiet kitchen, developing some sort of new recipe. Yeah. yeah. Home or back here? Probably at home. I thought, you know, through this whole seven years of dreaming and planning that it would be at the bakery, kind of doing development in there. I think just being at home in my kitchen and quiet and thinking and working and planning and creating is truly my favorite thing to do. So even if it's something that doesn't turn out, it's just that process of <laughs> thinking I will make something that will turn out. <laughs> did you bake a lot as a kid? I did not. No? Nope. Okay. Uh, I kind of helped, you know, a lot of families do their Christmas cookies and whatnot here and there, and we would do some of those that I would help with. Yeah, but I, I wasn't one that had the um, luxury or wonderful benefit of having a grandma or somebody that they baked with growing up. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's just we lived in different towns, and yeah. my path to baking was different. Yeah. <laughs> um, simple enough? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I shouldn't take your great big bowl. No, it's cool. Here's your big bowl. <laughs> Concerned about it being exact, just, just yell at me. Yell at and me. And you can use your hand to paddle it in there, uh, which I would probably use your hand to paddle. Oh, it in there. okay. Well, yeah. I'm trying. Would to you like, like some help? Yeah. Or, yeah. I okay. might need a hand. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I'm gonna like flick it in there or something. You're all good. Okay. All right. I don't so. go to the gym. Come on. Nor do I. I should. Life is a gym. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so we want to make sure. I do think, though, if this doesn't work, it, this will truly be you experiencing what this business is like. Yeah, if and that's fine. the person comes to interview you and you have this whole plan and then the that's mixer okay. doesn't work, there we go. Uh, Yay! The baking gods are smiling on <laughs> us today. Okay, there you go. So now you can see it's mixing. I got how long Watch it for about 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. And what we're looking for right now is that it's just gonna start become evenly distributed. All of the flour becomes hydrated. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that happen, you'll add the remaining flour and make some dough. Yeah, okay. so basically, see how now the water has hydrated the flour? Yes, get chunky, very right? bumpy, chunky, yeah. Yep, this okay. is gonna get really messy now if that's okay, or yeah. do you wanna wear gloves? Oh, that's fine. Okay. So you're going to go in here and you're going to just feel the corners or anywhere and make sure that anything that's sticking to the bowl, you're going to unstick right now. Okay. It's not too bad. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Do you smell how it's kind of sour? Definitely. Yeah. What does it smell like to you? But like sour milk? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's the lactobacillus. Right. Uh, so they, yeah, lactic acid, what, uh, yogurt? is uh, a fermentation yeah. product from lactobacillus as well, and that's what makes those yogurty flavors in sourdough. So I think that was a very good observation. Thanks. Some people smell sometimes the smell of beer because of I the ethanol from the yeast. Much, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I don't smell it right now either. And that's usually what you want when you're making sourdough. You're trying to more so get towards those soury, milky flavors, yeah. less so than the beer-like yeasty flavors. Yeah. And then it will be mixed, and then we let it sit for about 20 minutes in what's called an auto lice or an auto lease, some people like to call it. Um, not like in biology, not lysis of cells. It's just when you let your dough rest, some active gluten development will start happening, and then we'll pull it out and we'll do a little bit of some folding.
right, so you'll just use the bowl scraper. And you're just gonna kind of zoop it over onto the, okay. into the bowl. I just wanted the first one to be difficult. All <laughs> right. I completely forgot this way. All right, I'm gonna show you a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you really went all in, I, I love that. There we go, okay, so okay. get here. Yeah. Get our bench scraper, bowl scraper in there. Mm -hmm. Grab a bit, then I grab here, I pinch, pinch, pull up. Okay. And then I kind of scrape it off. Mm -hmm. There we go. Okay. Did you do any like research by going to other bakeries around town, like to see what stood out about them that you might want to like certain things you might want to adopt or things that you think you could thought you could do differently or? When I got to Huntsville, it's already had the website, the name, the product line. I had already, um, yeah. With that being said, before that, I had spent so, so, so much of my calorie intake <laughs> on trying so many food places and bakeries everywhere we lived, everywhere we traveled, mostly because I just love that. If I travel somewhere, if there's not going to be some bakery aspect to it, I'm going to be a sad girl. <laughs> So yeah, I've absolutely had a lot of wonderful experience getting to try different baked goods and learn what a really good croissant is and what makes me like a de really delicious loaf of sourdough bread. Have you ever traveled abroad? Not really, no. I would love to. That was the goal, and now I realize I'm just going to be shackled to this freaking bakery my whole life. <laughs> Makes me better. I've never been out of the country, so you haven't. No. Oh wow! Do you enjoy going? Like, are you one that enjoys going to try good food when you're yeah, on travel? Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's the best part. Mm -hmm. The sad part is you don't you don't live there, so you don't get to have it if it's really yeah. good. Yeah, Sometimes so that's what makes it super special. Yeah, of course. It's been very exciting when we've had some people come to the bakery now and say things like, hey, we heard from you. We live in Birmingham. We wanted to make sure to make the stop here while we were here. Do you, do you ever see yourself expanding to maybe? Absolutely not. Things? Absolutely <laughs> never, ever, ever. Before That's I open. Exclusive. Uh, before I open this bakery, I used to joke because I don't have kids. I don't want kids. And people always ask, are you going to have any kids? And I was like, yes, I'm going to have five of them, and they're going to be across the nation, and they're all going to be bringing in a decent amount of revenue. And now I don't want any more children. This is the only child. I don't even want this child. I love it, but I, yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> this child being your baker. Yeah, exactly. You're doing a really good job. Oh, thank you. I'm going to go ahead and help expedite yeah, it a little bit. I think that would be nice. <laughs> I feel like the muck monster or
This is always a good contrast to one of my other favorite things to do, which is when we have the opportunity to spend some time doing things like garnishing. Yeah. It's so delicate and clean, and it's, it's such a big contrast to this. I don't know. I'm a huge meat monster. I might, I might have to. Like, no, that's like uh, what I mean. I should say I have big meaty hands that would ruin everything. I, do you see my hands? Do you see these? I, I think I have bigger hands. You do have bigger hands than I do. I think I have bigger hands than ever person I've ever put my hand next to. They're humongous. I'm just saying to try and keep it delicate, I don't know if I could succeed. It's a I would try. I would totally try if you let me. But, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a really good question because how are we supposed to know about uh, what good food is is if we're not all sharing what good yeah. food is. And I don't ever want to and will never be somebody that thinks they absolutely invented some sort of amazing product out of their whim amazing site. Like, I also don't even call myself self-taught. You know, I was I read a lot of stuff on the internet, read stuff in books. Um, I got to try really good food. I never invented what a good croissant is. We uh, sell croffins, and people are like, wow, did you come up with that? No, we didn't come up with croffins. They've existed forever. It's just people haven't tried it here. I'm very inspired by other bakeries. This is heavy. Yeah, so I'm going to show you what we're going to do now. We got this big is, block. Is there a name for what I'm doing right now? Or just, it's not kneading necessarily, but. I mean, you just started it, so I think you get to name whatever you're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but I like it. I don't, I don't even know if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so what we're gonna, what's cool is, did you see how, like, just with a little bit of time, this went from, like. Yeah. It's almost got an elasticity to it. You just used one of the two key words that we use when we talk about gluten development is elasticity, and the other one is extensibility. And so the uh, elasticity when we think about dough is when it really pulls back and it stays together like a, a strong uh, rubber band. <laughs> exactly, rubber band. And then the other is extensibility. And so right now, like if you pull at this, if you really pull, it's going to break. That means it's not extensible yet, and when we keep trying to form this dough, we're trying to get it to be more extensible. Exactly. So it needs to rest or... What we want to do first is we're going to do what is called a fold, um, and we're going to do a few folds. And I'm going to show you one, and the folding also helps kind of increase the strength of the dough while you're allowing it to rest, so it can also increase its uh, extensibility. It's kind of an inner working between the two characteristics of your gluten development. So you're going to go in. Uh, you're going to kind of free up some. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to grab some water. Let's see. I need to get my timer. Um, <laughs> this is why, like, all of us bakers, our phones are disgusting. Because yeah. we're just like, all right, let me just get this out here. <laughs> I, you know, I'm working, and we have our view windows, and I love that I get to see all my customers. Yeah. And you're experiencing right now, like, I'll see guilt because I won't be able to come see them. And they may not know that, like, my hands are covered in flour. I've got a flour dough pocket phone that's going off timer and thing. I've got 40 things in the oven. And I just wish I could, could let them know how sad I am. I can't see them in that moment. Okay, so. Um, that's, that was our 20-minute timer. So when you think about, uh, as far as gluten and extensibility, when you, have you ever seen people make those ramen noodles or noodles on the street? Those that super extensible dough. Yeah. Doesn't, they can pull it really far and doesn't break. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to make our dough more extensible, but we keep folding the dough so that it will stay strong and elastic like a very new rubber band. I was thinking like a very sticky, silly putty sort of thing. Yes. I like that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, so what we're going to do now is you're going to get your bowl scraper. We're going to get it wet. You're going to get your hands wet. You might want to pre-knock off some of that goo because it's just going to stick more goo. That is very gunky. when y'all are a customer? Um, what do you mean? Like, I never have been able to experience what it's like to come in and get a baked good and a cup of coffee and sit. What it's like from your point of view. For me, you know, because to me it's like running a business. I'm, something's on fire somewhere, physically or literally or emotionally. We've sat out there before, yeah. but um, 
it's it's really cool that it's a transparent sort of thing, so you're not like completely oh. hidden from the world. Yeah. Um, there was a bakery. This actually, I was inspired by a bakery. It's called Lodge in L.A. Yeah. Whenever we lived there for almost less than a year, just for a job, and <clears throat> they were the first one that I went into where you could see the bakers working, and that instantly that was year one or two with of me within being within the business that I knew I wanted something like that because it was so, it's just so alive it's so real I think especially for children like who come in with their families like to see that that's sort of an inspiration for them like if they already like baking at home they can see oh I can do that you know when I get older and so it's fun for us to see the kids it's fun to catch them accidental inspiration oh, there we go it's fun to see, are we going to scare the kids if we weigh it at them, or are we going to make them their days a little better? All right, so you're going to take yeah. this, you're going to get it wet. Okay. Um, the reason you're getting it wet is it will just make it so it separates from the yeah. thing and the bolt, and then you go in there, and then you're going to uh, grab it with your hands, you're going to go like this, uh -huh. and then oh. you're going to pull it up, and you're going to uh, uh, fold it over, okay? Kay? And then you're going to go around and see how that kind of, you can tell the dough moved from here to here-ish. You're gonna now start here and do this section, and then this section, and then this, and then this, and you're gonna move around. Okay. okay. So you're separating the dough from the bowl. You said they kind of like. Yep. But oh, it's yep. So See what happened there. Yeah. You did a great yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're doing. Okay. I didn't tell okay. you something. This, yeah. this is very, very important. Okay. All right. Cool. What I had saw so you do is something that that happens and it's something that I'm glad you did so I can show you. Okay. Generally anytime we're working with dough we like to never use our fingertips. Okay. When I'm pulling my dough up it's like with this um okay. what is that your pads, pads. or not no the, the, under your <laughs> the under pads. I don't want to say nubs because that sounds weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so you go in and I'm not so see this okay. So right there, it's that's kind of, that's what I don't want because it'll rip the dough. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, if I cut through here, okay. see how mm -hmm. it's, um, thinner, yeah. No. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. All right. I'm going to show I you. I think I'm afraid here. of leaving dough right, on the side. Right here? Yeah. And so when I'm pulling up, I'm never putting my fingers up. Okay. I'm always keeping, um, parallel to the sky. Yeah. 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 Well, the hands are parallel to the sky. To the table. To the table, because I guess the table. sky is not really directional. <sighs> That's okay. I'm really bad at this. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Okay, so I think we did this section. Let's have you start right here. Okay. <laughs> it's coming toward me. Oh no. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Yes. Awesome. Yep. And so what you'll see now is if I keep going around. I am losing, well, it's a little easier, but see how, like, I can't pull up much anymore? Right. It's because it's getting more and more strength. Okay. Yeah. So now we will let it rest. You got to give it a good slap it. There you go. <laughs> and so we do that, um, we let it rest, and we do that fold session another three to four times over somewhere between four to seven hours, and that's what we call a bulk fermentation. So it's bulk fermenting, we're doing stretch and folds, and that's what develops your dough um, strength, elasticity, extensibility, it's some of its flavor, and then we'll let it go rest after we shape it in the fridge overnight, mm -hmm. hypothetically, okay. if everything was working well, which it <laughs> never is, so. <laughs> Before I forget, yes. I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. okay. Can you tell me how you found this excellent crack team here at Baking Tist and, and sort of their roles in yeah. helping you here at the shop? Okay, so I have two that have been with me for at least a year. Um, before the bakery is open. I have two that I knew as essentially colleagues uh, for more than a year before the bakery opened, and then I have two that I learned uh, of through Indeed. So the two that were with me before the bakery that have been with me for more than a year, Alexandra and Kalisa, um, were with the business in the commissary stages. So they really were here from, you know, we, we are very much perceived as startup right now and all over the place. They were there when it was start up and um, still with me. So that says something somehow. I think I just sprinkle inception dust in their drinks when they're not looking so they'll stay. And then uh, the other two. Yeah. Your, your husband helps out a lot too. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
The other two that I've known for a while were farmer market vendors that uh, we had learned. We all hustled together as market vendors, and by the time the bakery opened, they wanted to come work with us, and it's going really well. They knew what they were getting into in signing up, and then the other two are great candidates that we learned through an uh, online employment service. But yes, my husband has been helping a lot. He knows way more about packaging cookies and uh, using square point of sale than he should. Yeah, yep. <laughs> else on the horizon for baking tists that people should know about? Yes. Our business needs to be doing better. We have so much support and it's amazing from our community that knows us, but it's not doing enough. And so we're trying to figure out ways to bring more people in the door. Um, and one thing we did want to do from the beginning is to have sandwiches. We just haven't been able to have the time and bandwidth to do it yet, especially because of this freaking brand <laughs> that <laughs> keeps running into problems because of this kitchen. And um, so our projected goal is beginning of June, we are going to be having our Grand Witch opening in which we'll be able to finally start selling uh, sandwiches that will feature our breads or pastries as the um, sandwich device deliverers uh, for you to enjoy, yeah. That is it for today's Arts Underground people. Thanks to Jason Sims, our volunteer producer in the kitchen for this episode. And a huge thanks to Heidi Kaiser, owner of The Baking Tist, of course, for taking the time out of a precious off day from her bajillion laborious hours spent putting the love into each scrumptious item, many of which I've gorged myself with since the brick and mortar opened. You can replay this feature on The Baking Tist to your heart's content and find the link to learn more about the story behind The Bake Shop on our website, wlrh.org. Just click Podcasts and Shows, then Arts Underground. There you'll also find the playlist of songs you grooved along with today. Remember, love yourself, I can't do it for you, and come back next Saturday at 2 to celebrate Juneteenth a little bit early with some special local music picks, along with my conversation from August of 2022 with Opal Lee, the grandmother of Juneteenth. I'm Katie Ganaway, and this is 89.3 Huntsville Public Radio. You gotta give it a good... <laughs>